0: hello and welcome to another episode of daily american presses chatting with abby it is almost 2022 which i find really crazy because i never really quite processed that it was 2021 you know that feeling you get at the beginning of the year when you have to kind of remind yourself that the year changed whenever you write the write the date you have to, to pay special attention or sometimes you write the wrong one you have to cross it out that's kind of how i felt and how i was just about the entirety of twenty twenty one there is a gas station down the road from my new house, and there's a sign on it that says "Now leaving twenty twenty and for this entire year, whoever owns that gas station did not change that sign, and that's kind of the whole mood i it's it felt like we were just trying to get out of twenty twenty this whole year that this whole year has been trying to claw our way out. Of what happened in 2020 and the consequences of 2020. And I think for a lot of people, 2021 was worse. I know for me, 2021 was worse than 2020 in a lot of ways. And now right here at the end, I feel like we're finally starting to make progress. It feels like we're finally moving in the right direction out of some of the awful effects of 2020. Not all of them. But a significant portion. And so I do have a lot of hope for 2022 and I'm excited on January 7th, I'm going to turn 27 and that, that feels like a good age. I'm I'm pretty excited to be in the place where I am now uh, with house and, you know, being in a good place with my career. It just feels really good. Uh, even with the world the way it is, I feel really good about my personal life moving into 2022 and really hopeful in a way that I don't think I ever have been before. So I'm pretty excited, and I hope you are too. Let me know how you're feeling about 2022. And as we head out of this year, I'm kind of doing what I I always do after Christmas and, and that week leading up to my birthday, where I just kind of look back on the year and I look back on the things that I read and I look back on the things that I did and I kind of use this as a marker to evaluate. There's a lot of times like that throughout the year. Um, holidays are, are one of them where it's just nice to have a marker. You're, you ha- you get to look back and you're just like, what, is, what was I doing this time last year? What was I thinking and feeling this time last year? What did I think was my my biggest challenge? What was my biggest goal? And have I achieved it? And have I moved past it? or Whatever it is, these markers in the year are really important, at least to me. Um, I have a very analytical planning type of brain. So I do really like periods of evaluation like this, where one thing is ending and another thing is beginning. And the end of the year is especially like that one thing I'm thinking about is Christmas itself and how the way that I see Christmas has changed and kind of the discourse around Christmas and how that has changed. And so I thought now that Christmas is over and we're out of it, now might be a good time to look back on it and have a conversation about it. And I think that as the war on Christmas has kind of ramped up and as leftists have become more and more hostile to Christmas, we as conservatives and as Christians have felt like we had to defend all of Christmas in a way that we didn't before. And I think that there's a lot in Christmas to critique. When I was growing up, there was a lot of hullabaloo about Xmas and about happy holidays and about how people didn't say Merry Christmas as much anymore. And There was a lot of consternation about the so-called war on Christmas. But that seemed to be the extent of it. That, oh no, someone's saying happy holidays, which includes New Year's, instead of Merry Christmas. And I, I didn't get it. I thought it was a little bit overwrought. I was like, there's a lot of holidays. It kind of makes sense for somebody to just kind of, instead of saying... Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to just say Happy Holidays and have it over with. And I didn't really see it at the time. And I know at the time, too, there were a lot of um, nativity scenes that were being removed from public spaces in the same way that a lot of the trappings of Christianity were being removed from public spaces. And that wasn't happening in my, like, in areas local to me. So it just, it felt like something that was happening in in really hostile to christianity areas just in new york city or just in california and i i just didn't see it as something that was happening a lot and everywhere um and also back then i remember thinking that i kind of agreed with the separation of church and state that one of the tenets of christianity is that you have to choose it that that you can't force christianity on somebody that you only get into heaven out of your own free will and choosing Christ of your own free will. And so I thought, well, if if the government is removing some of these trappings, maybe that will be a reminder to people that you know, the government doesn't choose your religion and you're not just a Christian because you live you live in America. You're you're a Christian if you if you choose that. And so I it's not something that particularly bothered me. And now I have seen the way that that has progressed and the way that the war on Christmas has progressed to the point now where something I've heard many times this year that I never heard before was not everyone is a Christian. Not everyone celebrates Christmas as if Christians are the only people who celebrate Christmas. And that's crazy to me. First of all, it's not true. And I think that the people saying it know it's not true. So, I think it's fascinating that it's it's becoming something that's said more and more. And I hear younger people in particular saying, and I do do think the younger people are the people who are beginning to believe that Christmas is something that only Christians celebrate, which is wild. Um, I found it kind of astonishing. Neil deGrasse Tyson put out a couple tweets over Christmas, Christmas Eve that were just mean-spirited and kind of hateful toward Christians with regard to Christmas. I know one of them was pointing out that if Santa (laughs) which is this is so funny to me if Santa went as fast as he would have to go to bring all the Christians their presents on Christmas Eve that he would just blow up because the speed would be too big and the tweet was just so first of all why are you so mean that you have to take santa and and blow him up and put up a picture of of this little explosion of smoke but the part about christians and how christians receive their presence as if santa is a christian figure he's i guess saint nicholas was a saint in the the catholic church but santa i grew up being taught that Santa was the most secular part of Christmas, that Santa was, I I mean, my parents didn't do Santa in our home. It was a point of debate whether or not it was okay for Christians to tell their kids that Santa was real. And that's a whole debate, and I'm not going to get into it. I think I'm going to do Santa with my kids, at least when they're really little. But I also don't believe in lying to your children that's a whole nother thing but there's a lot of secularness about Christmas and I think that it's one of the consequences of the Catholic Church pushing Christianity on people who weren't Christians and the, going back to what I was saying a minute ago about you you can't make someone a Christian by mandating it people have to choose Christianity of their own free will and if you say everyone in this nation is christian and and you have to adopt all these trappings of christianity what people will do instead of replacing what they had before with christianity they'll just synchronize it with what they have and and you see this in tribes in Africa where missionaries came in and they they tried to teach Christianity, but they didn't really do it right. And so all that happened was these tribes that believed in multiple gods, they just added Jesus as another god that they worshipped. And so they just synchronized it with what they already had. And I think you see that a lot with with Christmas in particular being one of the biggest Christian holidays is that you see Christian traditions synchronized with secular traditions and with pagan traditions. And this is one of the major criticisms I've heard of Christmas is that it's co-opting a pagan holiday. And I, I don't like the language of colonization. I don't think that that was, if you look at the history, I don't think that that was the, the point of putting Christmas on December 25th. I think there are you know, good theological reasons for selecting December 25th, and it just happened to be close to winter solstice and happened to be close to some traditions that already existed at the time. And because it was so close, everything just kind of synchronized and the Christians adopted some pagan rituals and the pagans adopted some Christian rituals and it all kind of became this mess that grew. Um, And then as we... As America entered the scene, and the United States of America became a thing, and our freedom and capitalism became a thing. Another aspect that synchronized with Christmas is this high spending holiday, this very capitalist holiday. And this isn't this isn't a dig on capitalism at all, but it's interesting to note that people spend more on Christmas than they do any other time of the year and it's not necessarily a good thing. Giving gifts is a good thing, right? If you if you have the money and you're giving out of the goodness of your heart and it's all very pure and you're you're not doing it out of obligation or you're not spending more than you have, then it can be a really beautiful thing. I love giving gifts. I love going out and finding gifts, but at the same time There's a lot of people who just give gifts because they feel like they have to. And they only give a certain value of gift because they know that that's the value of gift they're going to be getting. And so there's this whole reciprocity thing. And it's just a lot of duty and stress and obligation. And I think a lot of people feel really trapped in the whole hubbub of Christmas. And while gift giving is is Christian, in the sense that God's greatest gift to us was Jesus, and so giving gifts to each other is a symbol of that, but it's it's just become so messy, and I don't want it to go away, but I do people get into a lot of debt around Christmas, and people have a lot of grief around Christmas that they can't give their kids what they want to give them, and it's there is a lot of competition with your neighbor and And there's a lot of things that it seems like every year the expectations for Christmas become higher. You have to have more yard decorations and more lights. And there's all kinds of Christmas-themed things. And I fall into it, too. I I think, oh, man, I want some Christmas-themed coffee. And I want some, you know, this is a Christmas-themed thing. and, And I need that because once Christmas is gone, I won't be able to have it anymore. And there's a lot of ways in which I spend money that, that if I really sat down and was honest with myself about what Christmas is about and what Christmas requires, that, that I don't need to spend that money. I don't need that thing. I don't. That thing's not going to make me feel good. And I think for a lot of people, Christmas is something that felt really good when they were kids. It's very exciting to give gifts and it's really nice to be among family. And I know for me, Christmas is just a really, really good set of memories. And so a lot of my stress on Christmas now is trying to replicate those feelings I had when I was a kid. And that's just not possible. Like you can only, you can only create new memories. It's like the Israelites in the desert when they were told God would send manna every morning uh, for them to eat. But they were told, you cannot keep manna overnight. Um, And if they tried, it would just go bad. You have to gather new manna every morning. And there was an exception for the weekend and for Sabbath. But the point is that every year, I have to remind myself, I cannot try to take manna I stored from last year. I can't try to replicate what I had last year. I have to create new. I have to gather new manna. And that's something I have to remind myself in a lot of different circumstances, not just Christmas, is that trying to live in the past and trying to recreate nostalgia and all that often just comes up empty. So I think a lot of Christmas and the failure and stress of Christmas is trying to chase something that doesn't exist anymore. And I think there's a lot of futility and sadness in that There's a reason why there's a lot of suicide around Christmas. And there's a lot of stress and expectation and spending and going into debt and disappointment. And for all the good that is Christmas, there's so much negative that I think that as Christians, instead of, yes, we need to defend Christmas and yes, we need to fight against the war on Christmas. But at the same time, I don't think we do that by pretending that there's not some real broken things and real toxic things in the way that christmas has developed over the years and i do think that there there's some toxicity that has grown every year particularly in america and in the west with the materialism surrounding christmas and a lot of the expectations surrounding christmas and i one thing i would just ask you as you look back is like are you happy Like, did you have a good Christmas? And if you didn't, why? Like, what is it that made it not so good? I think a lot of people say, well, it was so stressful. There was so much going on. I didn't really get the chance to enjoy it. But the reason there was so much going on was because you were trying so hard to enjoy it. For me, the stress is from trying to create good experience. So the reason I don't have as good experience as I could is because I'm trying so hard to create a good experience. It's this paradox. Um, So this year I did less than previous years and it was really good. And I think I want to have a simpler Christmas moving forward to just make it as simple as it can possibly be and not try to layer new things and new traditions. It's Traditions can be so nice, but if the pursuit of them is ruining the entire holiday, then then what's the point? I think we do a lot of pointless things in the name of Christmas. So, moving on from the topic of Christmas, because I think I've kind of worked through everything I, I had on that. I want to talk a little bit about COVID, and what I want to say about COVID is that we should stop talking about covid i think there are parts of the country where covid policy is still very much a thing and there are still lots of panic and lots of political angst but other parts of the country where covid has been over for a really long time and no one cares and i think that just talking about it still bringing it up even people on the right the Daily Wire guys still talking about it is is perpetuating the problem of it being constantly in front of the public eye. I think that this only goes away when we let it go away. And that includes not needing to talk all the time about how it needs to go away. Because if we say it needs to go away, they'll respond, no, it has to stay forever. And so if we don't say anything for them to respond to, they don't need to say anything. And eventually, I think people will will really just forget to keep talking about it as it becomes less and less of a thing. A lot of people have it right now, and very, very few people are dying of it anymore. So that's not to say I won't keep talking about it from time to time. I do. I may have a guest on next week or the the week after to talk about it a little bit, but I'm honestly just kind of done hearing about it and done thinking about it. It's... It's such a tired thing. And I think it goes back to that idea of feeling like we never left 2020. Where this never should have been longer. It shouldn't have been even as long as a year. But the idea that we could enter a third year of the pandemic and just keep going is just so exhausting to me. So that's as much as I'm going to say about that right now. Next thing. Moving into 2022... Last year, I thought it was really funny. Whenever something wild or crazy happened, whenever someone would say, oh, did you have that on your 2021 bingo card? And I thought, what if there was a 2021 bingo card? So I'm working with a friend on Twitter uh, called The Conservative Dog, and we are working on making a 2020, 20, 2022 bingo card. See, I, I still can't keep, keep track of what year it is. Um, so there'll be a bunch of crazy stuff on there and, uh, whoever gets Bingo will get some sort of prize. I'll have him on to talk about that a little bit, but I'm excited about that. Another thing that's happening this year is Real Truth Cactus and I are hosting a book club. It's going to be based on Twitter. We are reading The Unfinished Tales of Numenor and Middle Earth by J.R.R. Tolkien in the month of January. So toward the end of January, When everyone's had the chance to read it, if they want to, we'll host some sort of Twitter space and maybe start a group chat. We'll see how it goes. But the idea is to just read the book together and talk about it and have a bit of a community of reading throughout the year. We'll have a new book each month and there will be polls on Twitter that'll give you the chance to to help select that book each month. So yeah, I'm excited about that. And with that, I think I'm going to leave you. It's a little bit of a shorter podcast this time, but I'm also just really enjoying time with my husband and I hope you are too. I hope you're getting some time off work to just relax post-holiday and even if you had a really stressful Christmas, I hope that you're having a really relaxing week as we move into the new year. So blessings on you and yours and I will see you on Twitter. Bye-bye.